Welcome to Worlds Collide this week with a new episode. This is the podcast where I talk to people who moved abroad. I am your host, Victoria. And in today's episode, my guest is Rachel from Paris in France, obviously. And she moved to D.C. And so, yeah, we talk about why she decided to move to D.C. And a lot of times cliches come up. I don't know. Parisian, French cliches. And then we also talk about her changing careers while she was waiting for a work permit in the US. So, and then of course we talk about making friends, differences, and how she likes living in DC versus in Paris. So, yeah, here's the conversation. And it's a nice one. So, here it is. Hey, hello, Rachel. Hi. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing fine, thanks. What about you? I'm doing good. Um, thank you for participating on my podcast. Well, thank you for having me. Yes. So where are you from? I'm originally from France. And more specifically, I come from the western part of France, which is called Brittany. So if you see uh, Normandy, it's just below Normandy. Mm -hmm, okay. And... Now you live in the U.S. Right. I arrived in the U.S. in 2021. Oh, so you're kind of still newish? Yeah, right? Not, I'm uh -huh, a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and um, where in the U.S. are you now? I live very close to D.C., just 20 minutes ah. from D.C. So I'm in Northern ah, Virginia. Okay. Oh, okay. And um, why did you move there? love <laughs> oh, okay. so cliche right uh, uh, yeah cliche but yay okay uh so i guess your husband is american that's right my husband was actually born in mexico but he lived uh -huh. mo most of his life in the states and mm -hmm. we met in ireland when we were students mm, okay and then He stayed in Ireland, I went back to France, he came with me to France, and then he had an opportunity just to go back to the States because it was a really good job. Mm -hmm. And I mean, his job was great for a long time because he could travel a lot. Uh -huh. And so he would come to Europe. And as an American, okay. you know, when you're in Europe, nothing is too far. So he... No, no, everything's close. Yeah, right. Yeah. So he could always come and visit me. And so um, for a long time, I lived in Paris. Mm -hmm. So it was, I mean, it was easy for him. If he was in Vienna, he would just either take, take a plane or take a sure. train. And just, it was, ne uh -huh. we were never far from each other, actually. Yeah. And I would come and see him in the States twice a year. Okay. And over the summer, like I could spend seven weeks in the States over the summer. So. Okay. I, you know, so that's a long time. Yeah, that's a yeah. long time. So yeah, yeah. we never had the feeling that we were really far away or that we mm -hmm. just didn't really see each other. Mm -hmm. And then when pandemic hit, right. everything changed. And right. I think pandemic changed the lives of so many people. And for us, it was just, it was a dramatic change because he he couldn't travel anymore right he had yes and you could not visit the and US i couldn't either. visit the us either 
And so for nearly a year, we just, we couldn't see each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and so, of course, it was really hard. And so we started thinking, we have to, we have to make a change. So he mm-hmm. was thinking, maybe I could come to France. Maybe, you know, maybe I could change jobs. And, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, we were just thinking about it. And by the time you were thinking about it, was the um, the travel ban still going on? The, the travel ban was still going on. However, uh, he managed yeah. to come and see me. It was super oh. complicated. We had to uh, file in forms with the um, American, with the French embassy. It was a huge file, around 70 pages long. Oh, wow. And he did the whole thing. and And so he could come and see me. But where, yeah, we were thinking something has to change. And um, and then the summer of 2021, I could finally come and see him in the States. Mm-hmm. And a few days before going back, I was just starting to be extremely anxious because I knew it was going to be hard just to see each other. And it was the yeah. same with him. And we had been together for a really long time. I'm not a spring chicken anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So how long have you been together then? It's been 20 By years. Oh, it was oh, like... Oh, wow. Right? Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, long time. Long time. Wow. Two decades. Crazy. Yeah, right? Yeah. And so we were watching television, like something cheesy. <clears throat> and then he mm-hmm. said, oh, we have to get married. I'm sick of this. <laughs> it's the easiest way. Yeah. Let's just get married. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not into weddings. I'm not into weddings. Whatever. Let's do something real small and mm-hmm. let's do it. And I looked at him and yeah. I was like, I have an apartment in Paris. I have a job. Like, I have everything there. And he said, don't worry. We'll take care of it. We'll uh-huh. call friends. Whatever. I, thank God I had a friend who had my keys. <laughs> uh, okay, so you didn't even go back. I did not. <laughs> Okay. So this was just, you know, what is it going was, to it happen? It was just like, yeah. It was just like, hey, we're gonna go to the courthouse tomorrow. Pr- you know what? Pretty much. You know what? What we did? Uh huh. Because I was freaking out, <laughs> and so he was like, "Wait, we have to stay focused. I have a friend, and we've been friends for a long time. She's on Facebook." She's a lawyer, and I think she's into immigration law. Let mm-hmm. me contact her right away. And let's see if what we're doing is completely crazy. And if it uh-huh. is, then, you know, we'll try to find another solution. So we called her, and she said, yay, congratulations. <laughs> Perfect. Don't <laughs> okay. go back. I can tell you exactly uh-huh. what you should do. Okay. And then I was thinking, oh, my gosh. We are really doing this. We are really doing this. And then, yeah, then we went to the court and we said, hey, we'd like to get married. And the dude was like, okay, cool, great. Yeah, well, this is what you have to do. And I was just Uh looking at the gun. I was like, these are all the papers we need. Yeah, basically nothing. And I was just thinking, that is so weird. Like, it would be so different in France. And... 
we decided to get married. Like he loves reading. I love reading. And there's this tiny um, secondhand bookstore where we live. And I was mm -hmm. like, maybe it would be so cool like, if we could get married in, inside that bookstore. Oh, that is so cute. Yeah. And you know what? He said, honey, this is America. Let's go and ask. And I was like, are you serious? We went, we asked, and they said, no probs. Give us, nice. give us the day, give us the time, and, and we'll do it. And, so, and then they closed the bookstore for you? Yeah. <laughs> no probs. <laughs> <laughs> no, nice. And so I was thinking, okay, 15th of November, because we met on the 15th of June. So uh -huh. the 15th was, you know, something that made sense. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, 15th of November, which was a Monday. And we decided not to tell anyone. Okay. Uh, just two friends mm -hmm. that we invited on that very same day just to go and hang out. And they thought that they were going to go and see some of my paintings that were being exhibited. Ah, okay. And I, because it was like, it was just two doors down uh -huh. and, and I said no 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 it's just you know let's just go to that little bookstore and they were just thinking what the hell is going on and then they found out <laughs> ah, so and they were so surprised yep, they were super yeah. surprised and then we you know the um, the lady that married us said uh -huh. well you know it, if it lasts 10 minutes it's 75 dollars if it lasts uh, 35 minutes it's I don't remember how many dollars, whatever, whatever. And I said, no, we've been together for a long time. Ten minutes is fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then we, um, then we went to um, a restaurant to have a burger. Uh, okay. Yeah, very cliche. You know, very cliche. <laughs> very American, yes. And, and so that was on Monday. And on Saturday night, <coughs> we invited some of our friends we didn't tell them anything. Uh, we mm -hmm. invited them to um, an Irish pub because, mm -hmm. you know, it made sense because we met in Ireland yeah, yeah. and we like that pub. Uh -huh. It's, you know, nothing much to write home about, but it's nice and cozy. And we told them, um, I think we told them when it was dessert. We said, oh, by the way, we got married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Surprise! Yes, yeah. and they were like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, and that was it. That's a great story. Thank you. And you know what? Yeah, we met thanks to cheese. <laughs> because you both like cheese. Because I am cheese addict, and so uh -huh. I I used to um, study history, and he was in political science, and mm. I had to have. Uh, filmed something with um other students and the film was really bad and i had a lot of things to do so i was really frustrated so those other students said hey there's this weird guy who was in belgium and he brought some cheese back like you should come and hang out with us <laughs> you eat the cheese you'll feel better <laughs> And then you, you know, you go okay. home afterwards. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, damn! I'm going. I'm gonna have that cheese." <laughs> and that's how we met, because he was I didn't, eating yeah. dinner in the kitchen. 
And I said, are you the weird guy that brought the cheese? And he said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> was the cheese any good? <laughs> it was okay. It was a camembert. <laughs> okay. Ah, okay. <laughs> and it was pretty stinky, which, which is good, you know, in my book. <laughs> no, yeah. Okay. So he already had the 100 points. It, oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then have you been back to France ever since, since you got married? Yeah, a couple of times. Uh -huh. What happened to your staff when your friends had the, the keys? Well, they have the, she has the keys with her, her son. So, um, I mean, I have, you know, it's Paris, so I have a shoebox, basically. You uh, know, it's yeah. 37 square meters, so around, I'd mm -hmm. say, 360 square feet, yeah. something like that. Something like that. Mm -hmm. I own it. So, ah, okay. So, you know, so my stuff is still there. And ah, every time, okay, so you own it. yeah, okay. every time I go back, I just bring some stuff back. I've decided to just sell this year. And, mm -hmm. and I have friends that have asked if they can have like a lamp or the sofa or chairs. And so I'm, right, I've okay, just so made lots of uh -huh. things. And, uh -huh. and I know what I want to bring back. All right. It's not going to be a lot, obviously, but um, there was there was some there's some stuff that I really want back. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, so you know they look like my friends are making sure that everything's fine with my little shoebox. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, okay. Yeah, I've yeah I've decided that I don't want to keep it. Yeah, then you don't have to worry exactly. about it, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I understand. Um, I also had to go back to France because. In between, my father passed. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Thank you. And uh, but that was that was an adventure because I didn't have my green card yet, mm, and mm -hmm. so I had to have advanced parole. It's like uh -huh. a paper that says right. you can leave the U.S., you can go back and to you your home country, back. and then you can come back. Right. That was like in 22 or something. Yeah. Exactly. That I remember, yes. And um, it was really hard to get. Not because of the American authorities, but because of the French authorities, ah, especially okay. one of my father's doctors that um, didn't want to send me a mail saying how bad my father was because he said, you know, that's against my principles, whatever. But I needed that paper just to give it to the immigration officer. Uh, so okay. it took time. So in between, my father passed. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't have a chance to see him before he before he died, oh, actually. No. Uh -huh. So so when that happened, yeah. I was thinking, yeah, I am really done with France. <laughs> like, uh, I am okay. done. And when I came back just to uh, the States... Uh, the immigration officer that I saw was asking me a few questions and wanted to know why I had to go back. So I told her the story mm -hmm. and she was like, I'm so sorry to hear it, but welcome home. Okay. So I was like, oh, that's really yeah. nice. You know, I don't yes. have my green card yet and I was authorized to go back to France. I'm authorized just to uh, be back in the States and, you know, they are basically welcome welcoming me back so i thought that was yeah, very touching really nice. yeah yes. to go back to when you got married um was it hard for you to get a job 
to get a job? To, yeah, or did you work, I mean, or could you continue your job in France or? When I was in France, I was a teacher. So mm, I just okay. resigned. That's why you had the seven exactly. months. Exactly, uh, the seven weeks, weeks in, yeah. In summer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I resigned and and then I couldn't work for a long time. I mean, before I got my work permit, I just couldn't do anything. It took a long time? It did. How long did you have to wait? I think around seven months. Uh, okay. I'd say around seven months. That's a long time. And I didn't want to go back yeah. to uh, to teaching at all. I loved my students, but I uh -huh. hated everything else. I really, really loved the students oh, that okay. I had. But everything else was uh -huh. just a pain. And I just, yeah, I just wanted to do you something want, else. Okay. And mm -hmm. I've always loved painting. And I've always painted. And mm -hmm. when I would come over the summer, I would always be part of some artist groups here. And so I could exhibit and I could sell. And so mm -hmm. naturally, I just decided, let's give it a go. And let's see, see what I can do with it. Mm -hmm. And so I, I had, I've already had a few exhibitions and um, I sold a few paintings and then I decided I have to really go pro. And so okay. about a month and a half ago, so in November 2023, uh -huh. okay. I decided to open my Instagram account and I'm working on my website uh -huh. and yeah, you know, just to have, just to show my work more uh -huh. and um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Okay. What is your Instagram? It's Fine Arts RLF. Okay, fine arts, RLF. I will put it in the show notes. Oh, thanks. Right? Thank you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so you now are a professional artist then? Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I do. So I paint every day and, and I, because uh, I want to have, like, you need to build a big portfolio. I guess. You know, so I paint every day and, and I'm trying just to uh, find as many exhibitions as possible and... And trying to be part of different um, artist groups and yeah, yeah, that's a that's an effort, I guess, right? I mean, that all comes from from you. Yeah, it's not like yeah. just a regular job. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So it's time consuming, but it's also, it's fun because I'm the one yeah. that makes the rules. Mm -hmm, I'm the one true. that decides, you know, what I should do today, what I shouldn't do, how I can grow mm -hmm. this little business of mine. And where mm -hmm. I want to go, so I find that really exhilarating. Mm -hmm. It's also very um, kind of checks the box. You yeah, know? I mean, just cliche wise, because like Paris, such arts, art, artistic <laughs> city. You know, <laughs> she left her life behind because uh, of yes. love, <laughs> and <laughs> and now she's an artist in the U.S. <laughs> oh, have you heard of that French artist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, but you, you know what? I found that really interesting that um, all those, like, the the cliches that people have of France, I just find them really funny because when they talk about France, I, I have, have, I just could not recognize the country. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'm just thinking, so what are you talking? Oh, is it France? Oh, okay. Or if I watch movies and and suddenly I just realize that the character that i'm watching is supposed to be french uh -huh. most of the time i am puzzled <laughs> and <laughs> i am just 
thinking, really? Is that how they see us? <laughs> Especially I mean, I'm, men. <laughs> uh, so it's, I mean, almost like either it's romantic or rude. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. That. Yes. And, then, and they all love cheese. Yes. Yes. And they always wear stripes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, listen, I love stripes. Me too. I'm from Brittany, so this is where we wear stripes pretty much every uh, day. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I mean, they're called Breton stripes, right? And then they, oh, oh, they are. Yeah, okay. uh, but, um, yeah, yeah, no, I like that cliche. Ooh la la, oh mademoiselle. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you only eat baguette. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I guess so, I'm the only French person that don't really like baguettes. Oh. <laughs> um, mm. Is there anything that you miss, though? I, I, I miss my friends. I miss mm -hmm. my friends from France. Like, I really do miss them because it's, you know, I, I, we had a lot in common and we could share a lot. And it was easy to just send them a message or call them and say, hey, you want to hang out? And mm -hmm. you didn't really know what you wanted to do you just wanted to hang out so yeah, yeah, yeah. the cliche uh -huh. was like we're just gonna walk you know let's just walk you just talk yeah. right and you yeah. talk and then you just sit down at a terrace and then you have something mm. to eat or something to drink and then you just go somewhere and then you call somebody else and suddenly you realize <laughs> that it's like nine at night and you're thinking oh let's go and grab dinner you know it was something easy yeah Mm -hmm. which is not happening at all here yeah it's just if you want to see somebody you have to say let's meet this day let's meet let's say on wednesday at two o'clock and at 2 35 i have to go and it's and that is i find it frustrating and it stresses mm -hmm. me out because uh -huh. then i have the feeling it's an appointment <laughs> Right. Kinda, so yeah. the magic is just sort of not there. And it's also difficult just to have American friends. Mm -hmm. But I think it's and just pretty much the same everywhere. I'm sure that somebody that is not from France and that decides to live in France, I'm sure that person is going to have difficulties finding French friends as well. Because, uh, you know, yeah. everybody has their lives. They have to deal with their problems, with their everyday routine and mm -hmm. you know it's they already have their are, circle exactly so yeah it's you have to be patient and you have to um try things out and and little by little you just end up meeting people but it i think it takes mm -hmm. a long time because i remember yeah. when we were in ireland having irish friends was also really hard so we had mm -hmm. friends from all over the place right, lots of right. germans actually no, yeah. <laughs> we were talking about our friends in, in back in Ireland with Alex, my hus my husband, the other day, mm -hmm. and that's what we were saying. We were saying, you know, having German friends is so easy, and we were thinking we have so many German friends. Yeah. <laughs> anywhere we anywhere we've been, we've always meet. We've always met sorry German people, and they were always so easy to deal with and to hang out. Oh, but you know what? I also always love hanging out with the French. Oh, but there you go. Yeah, there has I to mean, be I don't know. It was always some of our um, best friends in the US also French. Mm -mm -mm. I don't know. It was just an instant connection. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. 
it's it's it so it's so easy. yeah it's very easy and natural that's the, mm -hmm. yeah so um yeah i think i guess it's the same everywhere and before ireland i was living in england and it was pretty much the same it was a bit hard just to have english friends but Mm -hmm. having international friends was easy so you know it's it's the same i always wonder maybe it's also because you don't share the same language you know yeah because you are communicating yeah. in english as a second language i think so i think so i think that has something to do with that and i think that has something to do with you don't have many friends so you you are open uh -huh. to to understanding other cultures you are open to speaking with other people wherever they are whatever their background mm -hmm. yeah and maybe already everybody knows like oh yeah she's desperate for friends <laughs> i know right <laughs> <laughs> oh she looks desperate <laughs> yeah. let's go and talk to her because <laughs> <laughs> americans are so nice you know they always like talk to you no no matter what they love the small talk yeah. though they are so good at it i'm bad yeah. I, i think i'm yeah. getting better but at first when we would go to a supermarket and somebody was talking to me i would just give them my parisian um face which is not pleasant okay. because <laughs> uh, so okay i was just like, thinking don't... what the hell is wrong with that person why are you talking to me <laughs> and then my my husband was like you gotta be nice <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> they can see that you're puzzled <laughs> yeah so yeah and and so what was funny was last time when i was back in france i had a massive cultural shock uh yeah oh my god so how was it i what was it i thought like... everybody was so rude Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah there you go <laughs> especially like with my with my very good friend we went to uh we went to a, a restaurant we i wanted to go back to montmartre big cliche because i hadn't been in over 15 years and i told her mm. i said i'm in that ratatouille kind of mood <laughs> okay <laughs> okay i need to have that big parisian cliche because i need to understand what people see in paris that i have never seen because I really don't like Paris. I just mm -hmm. because when you live there, it's very different from when you right. when you just visit. visit. Mm -hmm. And but I wanted to go back to Montmartre, and she said, "Oh my God, yes! This is gonna be so cliche. This is gonna be great. Here we go." So we decide we're just gonna walk, and we'll see where the wind takes us. And at some point, we got really hungry, and so we tried to go to a quote. French restaurant the waiter was so rude <laughs> we okay. just had to leave <laughs> because oh. basically he was he was annoyed at us asking if we could eat because <laughs> oh. no no I have other thing to do <laughs> <laughs> it's like don't come here I don't want business <laughs> yes uh, no 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 it's not the time okay so we went next door and it was an Australian uh, restaurant mm-hmm And we had the best time. I was oh, yeah? They I was, were friendly there? Yeah. And I was telling my friend, I was like, oh, I'm starting to understand why some people say that. Maybe, you know, sometimes the French have a bad reputation with, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 
And I was, you know, just wanted to talk to people when I liked what they were wearing. I just wanted to tell them, I love your shoes or, oh my gosh, I, I love what you're wearing. And I did it. And I only did it once because I could tell. It was like they were puzzled. <laughs> they <Yeah>. were puzzled. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you were totally Americanized there. I, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> How is it then for you? the difference living in dc or like outside of dc versus france i would say the first thing that i have noticed is the amount of nature that i can get here ah that's nice so green it's nature's everywhere and nature is absolutely breathtaking fantastic amazing Uh uh-huh and every day I look at it and I'm thinking, I am so lucky. And every day I'm thinking, wow, I didn't used to see that many trees or I didn't used to have the possibility to go to so many parks, national Mm -hmm. parks before. So the amount of nature is so, so, so good here. I, I, I I just love it. And then mm-hmm. I'd say <coughs> DC is, it's a very quiet place. Oh. It's, I'd say it's quiet compared to Paris. Uh-huh. I'd say Paris is more like New York. Okay. Um, probably, yeah. It's, I mean, DC can get noisy, but it's, I don't know. I just find it, yeah, I just find it quiet. Okay. I mean, I have never been there. I just imagine a lot of business people there. And politicians and lawyers. <laughs> mm, yeah, lots of politicians, lots of lawyers, but it's also a lot of museums. It's right. very large avenues, really big buildings, beautiful architecture, mm-hmm. um, um, really, really good bookstores, really good bookstores. Yeah, you got married in one. Yeah, yeah, outside, outside DC, uh-huh. but yeah, and. Yeah, I just, I I really like that place. I really, really like it. And then outside DC, I'd say, yeah, just nature, nature, nature. And um, big difference is the amount of um, sidewalk. (sighs) Sometimes it's hard to walk. (laughs) In the the US. In the US. Yes. That drives me completely nuts because I'm a walker. I I just like to go from point A to point B mm-hmm. using my feet. Yeah. Um, and so um, we are starting to look at a place to buy here. Uh-huh. We don't really know where exactly, but I I just I told my husband my first criteria is to be somewhere where I can walk. Like where you there- have a sidewalk. Yes. Yes. That's what I want. <laughs> I know, but uh, you know, um, I 100% understand you. We have uh, sidewalks, but it's not a given. And before I moved here, I'm in in Texas outside of Austin. Okay. And before that, I was in in California. We always had sidewalks Uh as well. It was kind of the European vibe in the Bay Area. But it, it was the first time that we didn't have sidewalks here. And I was like... 
is this even possible? Yes. <laughs> you know? right? It's like, where are they? Why are yes. they not? Yes. I couldn't even understand it. Listen, the first time that I saw a, uh, a city that didn't have sidewalks, it was in Maryland. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's a new kind of town. I think it's, I think it was built in the 60s or 70s. It's called Columbia. And it's supposed to be one of the best places to live in the States. Okay. For me, it was complete nightmare. Because mm. there was no sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't have a car, you... You're lost. You, yeah. yeah. And there was no downtown, per se. Mm-hmm. It was just construction and oh, you're going to find something here and oh, you're going to find something over there. And I, I just could not understand it. And it, uh-huh. it was driving me crazy. And I was, I, every single time I had to go and visit my husband when he was living there, I would go into depression after the second I, day. I understand. It sounds like where we live. <laughs> it's like, I mean, like also it's considered like such a nice place to live. And, mm-hmm. and every time I'm like, You cannot walk anywhere, mm. you know, like if you want to do something, you have to drive to a strip yeah. mall. Yeah. It's like everything is about the strip malls. Yeah. It's like there's nothing like no like nice mm-hmm. downtown area mm-hmm. where it's worth strolling through. Yeah. I feel your pain. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not that bad here. I mean, it's a new town. It was built in the 60s, but it was built by hippies. And so oh. they wanted paths mm-hmm. and they wanted people to be able to hang out. And so mm-hmm. the, um, the whole vibe of the, that city is changing now because of the amount of con- construction that's right. going on. Honestly, I think in 10 years time, it will look like New York. Uh-huh. But so I oh, think wow, it's, okay. th- that's why I think it's time for us just to uh, move okay, out. To move. But um, thank God there's lots of paths And I can find sidewalk, not as much as I would want to, but I can still walk around. There's mm-hmm. a sort of downtown, which is tiny, but still I can walk there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, thank God for those paths, though. And, yeah. and thank God for those trees. And But you are kind of, um, you're going to stay in that area? Yeah, because of his job. We cannot uh-huh. go too far. Um But yeah, it's so expensive where we are. It's, I mean, the prices are uh, going through the roof. And I mean, so I will see what we can buy. Um, mm. You know, I mean, I guess this is something very European as well, but I don't need a big house. I don't see the point of having such mm-hmm. a huge house. And I'm thinking about paying the bills and, and you know, and. Just cleaning clean. yeah i don't you know we don't need that somebody much space. yeah uh-huh. yeah and we're not into having something super new and having granite countertops and uh-huh. i really don't care yeah i i've i don't like open kitchens and right i'm like really european for that mm-hmm. like my My dream house would be a sort of English house. So kind of small. Every space has one particular function. Mm-hmm. And that's great. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So nothing for... Nothing, nothing goes to waste. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll see what we can find. 
Yeah, that um, I mean, that's tough at at the moment. I mean, now it's like uh, also a ho- not a good time for buying. Yeah, just because of the interest rate. Exactly. Yeah. But, but we're maybe just in looking a year. Around. Yeah. 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 And that's also why I want to um to sell my uh, my place in Paris so right I can get that money back and and then it gives us you know the um, you know start yeah. yeah exactly yeah when you get married you're already like um in the U.S. so many times mm-hmm. was it hard for you to settle in though because I mean just because it's different than to yeah live there yeah. then just to visit that's true yeah you know what it was not that easy and it's still not that easy i it's okay so on the one hand i totally feel at home here like i feel i'm where i'm supposed to be i am a, i i love where i am but it's not easy it's not easy to leave everything behind when you're in your 40s it's mm. and as you said, it's completely different when you come to a place and you're on holiday mood and, mm. and holiday mode and and everything is so nice and and you just hang out and you see people for a few weeks than when you actually are in one place all the time. It's completely different. Um, the hardest for me was not having friends that I could see mm-hmm. that much just because everybody has as i said everybody has their own their own lives and also your husband moved around a lot so he did not have a a big friend circle in that area he just... he does have friends but uh, yeah. i mean they're very geeky <laughs> <laughs> i hope they don't listen to this <laughs> yeah i won't tell them <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh okay and so they're not like your people kind of well i you know i like hanging out with them sometimes uh-huh. but i don't think we have much in common mm. they are really into games uh-huh. or you know stuff like that like yeah, yeah geeky right uh-huh. uh, <laughs> i'm not i i mean i'm happy that they like it that they like games but you know it's, it's okay um it's i miss my sit down dinners with my friends and i miss mm. talking about politics i miss cooking five or six dishes and people appreciating and not people telling me i need to be done in 10 minutes i cannot right. stay at the table i don't want to talk about politics i don't want like you know right because then i have no idea what to talk about and mm. I, it's great to talk about football or baseball or or talk about a game but I, you know, after five minutes, I have nothing else to say. Right. So um, that's what I miss the most, probably. Um, yeah, having those easy conversations with my friends back home. Or my German friends that live either in Germany or Switzerland or, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I miss the most. Mm. I don't miss the food at all, strangely enough. Do you make it yourself? Yeah, I make it myself pretty much everything I'm looking for I can find here and I think it's because I'm very lucky where I live um, I think DC is full of Europeans right. and around DC it's just like there's lots and lots of Europeans and so it's easy to find pretty much everything you want yeah I, yeah, I feel 
it also gets easier with time. I think so, yeah. When when I first moved to the US, it's like um 2008. Oh, it, it must was have like been something, different. Yeah, it was like a su super special if you mm. like found something, but now I go to the supermarket and mm -mm. they even have like a German aisle mm -hmm. and also like after a time I feel you your taste changes as well, no? Yes, and you don't miss certain yeah. things anymore. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, sure, I found something else that is similar that I can yeah. use. Yeah, and I, I'd say you you also discover um, new ingredients. You discover yeah. maybe new veggies, new fruits, whatever, new recipes. And you yeah. actually truly, truly enjoy those new things. Yeah, so exactly. So I really don't miss my French food at all. If I miss it, I make it and, you know, yeah. It's more the the thing that comes with the food, yeah. you know, the surrounding, yeah. the conversation. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah exactly. Together. Yes. Yeah. And is there still something that totally throws you off culturally in the US? I don't know, something that you can't get used to? Hmm. It's not that I can't get used to it. It's that I don't really get it. It's the... American humor I mm. I yeah it doesn't make me laugh oh okay <laughs> most of the time so it's still hard for me to just laugh at a lot of jokes or mm. or I, I just yeah I don't really get it and and I think that probably my humor is seen as rude <laughs> by a lot of locals uh, okay um because I can be quite blunt sometimes. And, uh, okay. You know, I guess that's something either European or French or I don't know. But um, yeah, um, I'd say American humor is still really hard for me to just okay. appreciate. Mm -hmm. And something that throws me off. Uh, yeah. Mm. There is like this... Um this french comedian mm -hmm. um he tries to make it in the u.s and he used his same jokes oh Gad El Malé. it was it him yeah I, mean, I don't remember his name but i heard his story and it's like the jokes did not land People i know did not think he was funny yeah and i that's Gad El Malé. and i kid you not i watched one of his shows here in the states uh -huh. and i thought uh, it was okay. hilarious oh really <laughs> see yeah yeah so it's it's i think humor is something very cultural like really and i some of his references were so french centered that i am not surprised that these jokes just didn't work at all uh, and it must have been so um interesting for him and frustrating and, and puzzling yeah. for him to suddenly discover hey i'm not funny everywhere yeah. i can be funny back home because people actually get it but you know elsewhere i'm not that funny i think that um french canadians um are actually really good at understanding french humor understanding american humor mm. i think they're really good at that okay and i think it's just because they have that um well they're very close to the US, so I think they're used to right, maybe, watching yeah. a lot of American movies, seeing a lot of American comedians, listening to shows, following a lot of American comedians. So they're used to that humor. But they, a lot of them also go to France, have, have a, 
have something with France, have a link with France. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think they can sort of navigate between those two cultures really well. Okay. But yes, Gad Elmaleh. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I, um, I also had like um, a few guests here on my podcast that also um, had always like trouble with humors, different kind of humors from mm-hmm. wherever they moved to. Yeah, so I'm, sh- I'm thing, sure yeah. it's something that um, that's more common than than what yeah. we think. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's uh, sarcasm. You know, like I'm very sarcastic. I love but sarcasm, I think, but, but I think people don't. Yeah. They take it literally. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so yes. So it's like, ah, no, don't take it literally. I mean, I'm not that mean. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean it that way. Yeah. You know what? I used to be much more sarcastic before. And Uh I'm trying to avoid it as much as I can. Because just like you, I I could tell that people were getting hurt. When in reality, it's, you know, take it with a grain of salt. It's humor. But, you know, and, and I had people telling me it's not funny. So okay, if it's not funny, I won't do it anymore. So what mm-hmm. I do is I tell my little joke in my head. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'm <laughs> okay. laughing with myself. <laughs> and that's mm. pretty much it. <laughs> but yes, they, yeah, it seems that um, a lot of people here do not deal with sarcasm well. And um, and I think I think the French and the Germans are very good with sarcasm. <laughs> and, yeah really dry humor <laughs> yeah dry humor yeah <laughs> was there ever a question of moving back to france with your husband um for the moment not at all mm-hmm. we have no intention of moving back to france at all for the moment we'll see in the future but honestly no and we were thinking if we have to go back to europe probably we would go to Norway or uh, okay, just, something somewhere else. yeah somewhere else um yeah so f- yeah no intention for the moment that's why I'm not considering myself an expat but just an immigrant I'm just mm. an immigrant in the states and I'm trying to fit in and I'm trying to um um yeah become a local as much as I can Mm-hmm, and appreciate yeah. what I have, and and I'm very lucky where where I am again, and I'm really really happy here mm-hmm. in the states. It's n- this not a country that's perfect, but you have to enjoy what that country can brings you and mm-hmm. what you can do in return. And and I'm very happy in the states. So no, I mean for his job, he has to be in the states, and right. and I'm I'm quite happy here. I'd say. Okay, that's great. That sounds really nice, actually. I mean, we all want to be at a place where we really like. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, I didn't really like where I was in Paris. And so I'm happy now when I go back and I can be a tourist and truly appreciate it, mm-hmm. knowing that I'm just not going to stay there. Yeah. This and is you, luxury to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, how often have you been back? I'd say three or four times oh okay quite often yeah 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 yeah, uh-huh. yeah yeah three or four times I'm always very happy to go back and I'm always very happy just to take my plane back home which is here mm-hmm. now in the states so yeah okay I'm so glad to like it here <laughs> thank you yeah. thanks a lot
that was this week's episode with Rachel. It was so nice to hear her story. It was really a really interesting chat, I think. So if there are any city planners who are in the US who are listening to this podcast, then please develop more cities with sidewalks. It's so important. And yeah, uh, you can follow Rachel on Instagram. Her Instagram account is Fine Arts RLF. You find it also in the show notes. And if you want to reach out to me, please write me an email. Um, it's worldscollide123pod at gmail.com. Or you can also find me on Instagram. It's worldscollidepod, one word. And yeah, if you like this show, please leave a good review. So this podcast can reach more people. That would be great. And I hope you tune in again next week. Until then, have a nice week. And thanks for listening. Bye.